Hi guys, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns here, your host for Grateful Heart TV. In just a couple minutes, I've got Anthony Penna of Navi Title. I've got Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage and Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial coming into the studio. Well, she's coming in person. Those two are joining us on Zoom, but we're here to debate, uh, defend and argue about who's right about the market and what it's going to do next. And, you know, it's not an argument. It's we all have different perspectives and we want to share with you the whys. So I hope you guys enjoy the show and love to know what you guys think afterwards. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns of Grateful Heart TV, and this is the show I think everybody's been waiting for. In studio today, I have Tara Craig of AmeriFirst Financial. Hi, Tara. Hi. And dun-da-da-dun. Let's see if it plays. This is the show we have all been waiting for. I've got Joe, I've got Anthony, and this is the last of the year predictions. Who's winning, guys? I know we're all pretty cocky and full of ourselves, but... Oh, Joe, don't make faces. I'm talking about you, dude. So let me get this stopping. And let's start our show. Um, First off, welcome Joe Smith of... Epic. Epic? Epic. Epic Mortgage. Oh, Epic mortgage. It's, it's, it's only been like 10 years. No, well, you no know, big since deal. You, since you <laughs> well, decided not awkward. to join us in studio today, I had to rouse you just a little bit. Joe's coming to us from Chicago, so thank you. I know you're not working, but you're here working with us. And then, of course... Forever working. Uh, well, if you love what you're doing, it's never work, is it? And then, of course, we have none other than Anthony Penna of Navi Title, the Navi Title, and, you know, all year long, the four of us have been bantering back and forth. I think it's been a very fun dispute. Would you guys not agree? 100%. 100%. 100%. Fun dispute. And that said, it was very interesting, Tara. I don't think, I think you might have been gone, so you might not have seen this. Okay. But, you know, I want to start the show with today, Anthony. We What's were that? talking about it on a thread last week, and I, I have to bring it over. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Is this a clip? No, this is not a clip. <laughs> what this is, is last weekend, I was bantering back and forth with Anthony because on Facebook, and so I'm hoping uh, for, I, yeah, he's zooming in for me right now. Oh, yeah. Realtors, what do you foresee in the housing market in 2023, which is exactly what we're talking about today, right? Yes. And so if you want to read through some of these, like... Denise Danielle, real estate is going to crash. I was talking about this year ago and realtors were throwing mud at me, blah, 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 you know. And then we come down further. These are pretty scary insights from agents. Um, this guy, Jason, it'll be whatever you see it as. You can see it as an excuse as to why your numbers <coughs> suck. Like there's like, it's all over the place. But the funniest thing to me, there was a lady on here and nobody, none other than our Anthony Penna started fighting with her on Facebook. The people's champ. The people's champion. So, Anthony, why don't you share with us the little story of why you were bantering back and forth? My point bringing in bringing this up is 
look at all the differences of opinions. Yeah. So it's no surprise that the four of us really aren't on the same page because all of our experiences are very different. And that chick that you were fighting with, Anthony, I did look up her licensing history. She hasn't even been an agent in over five years, had little to no production. So I could see why she was such a negative Nelly. But please, set, tell us the story. It brought me back to the time back in 2020 when COVID happened, the same thing happened. I wouldn't really say it was a fight, but I answered, if you look down my thread, when she said that, all I said to her was, and she had to just come right at me defensive. I said, hey, I really respect your opinion. Everyone has their opinion, but can you please share your data and facts supporting this big crash that is coming? And then like, took her about an hour and a half later, she comes back with, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I've been saying this. The crash is happening. And she's she's inventories up. Foreclosures are coming. Short sales are coming. Oh. And everyone's going to lose all their value on their homes. It, it and was what, terrible. And, and, but, but you just said it, Anthony. She didn't have any data to support all no. the nonsense that she was spewing. And so that's and, and, where then when she started slinging um, names, essentially, I couldn't help but jump in myself and look up her license. And, <laughs> yeah, and, you she, know. she got when, whenever they get defensive. And I did a video on this last week about how do you deal with trolls on Facebook? Uh -huh. And I used I used the example of like um, pest control guys, how they lay butter out and the butter gets all the rats and uh, and uh, to, to come out. And that's how you troll them on Facebook. You ask them for the dad. Rebecca, they don't have answers for it. But the scary part about it, and I'm glad why you do this show, is because there's actual people, and you saw that thread, there was more than one, actually listen to these people. Yeah. And well, I remember back in 2020, I had the same argument with some guy. And I had a, because he was calling for a foreclosure wave, and he was attacking me, telling some lady who wanted to buy a house. He convinced her not to do it because he said, don't listen to Anthony. He's in the real estate business. So him and his friends make money off you. That's why he's and telling what you year was lie. this? And had she listened to you, how could she have profited? You know, it's just mind blowing that people will but listen then again, to this other people. guy who was telling her not to listen to me. I looked him up. He made his money buying foreclosures downtown off people. So he wanted her not to buy. Terrible. He was telling her. Foreclosure. So, but it gets into that data thing we talk about. So, yeah, but you saw some people, Rebecca, it was scary seeing those comments, like we said, because yeah. people actually believe this. But you know what, though? There were a handful of educated people that were chiming no. in with stats, not just yeah. you and me. That, that was my point in bringing up the whole thread. You know, I think Jenny wasn't trying to stir the pot. She really wanted to get that information out there. And then you just kind of saw the whole circus afterwards. At first, I thought it was on our agent forum, so I wasn't sure if I could share it. But, hey, it's a public post, so yeah. I was more than happy to share and, it. And, it and just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but it's interesting when, and I don't care if people get mad, but when I look at the comments, I have this little app I can see how much business people are doing. And it's interesting seeing the comparison of the ones doing business compared to the ones not doing business and their comments. And, and that is, to my point, why I looked her up. So... That said, poor Joe has been very quiet. We haven't let him get a word in edgewise well, gotta, all the way over in Chicago. Yeah, Joe, what are we your We do thoughts? it all the time as well. You have to consider the source. You you don't you don't take advice you don't you don't take cooking advice from a skinny chef. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that hurts to you, laugh. You, if if you wanna if you wanna get the real truth, you actually have to talk to the people who are doing the business, who are doing the work, who are actually out there performing, as opposed to the people who are just reading about it. So I'm I'm you have to check your source at all times, see who's talking, because there's a lot of people who like to talk, but they don't have anything behind it. They don't they don't know. They're just guessing. They're 
they read something somewhere and they don't have any qualification to to talk on the subject. Whereas if you looked up the numbers on this podcast, you would be amazingly surprised at the amount of transaction and business that runs through the four of us. So if there's four people to listen to in this industry, you've got them. This you've is got a them great right, here, right here, baby. I was about Feel to say free. that, and you took my thunders, Jojo. <laughs> Sorry, All right, show's over. Bet everybody on this. Show's call. over. Yeah, I'm right? Out. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let's see how smart we really aren't. Hold on a minute, you two. I was getting ready to play Game of Thrones again. Okay, so this is, I'm going to read through the stats for everybody. I'm going to go through, I'm going to pick on Joe since he was last to talk. In January... Wow. Joe thought the average price by the end of the year would hit 585 and rates would be 3.75 on a 30-year fixed. Joe, you and I had some improvement last week. We're going to talk about that. Um, and then in March, you said stay at four or below for rates. Okay, fair enough. By May, you're like, eh, rates seem to be pretty ugly. Let's go at five and a half. Stay the same or a little higher. Then by July, you're thinking we're back on track with five to seven percent appreciation, five percent lower for rates. And then in September, I got out of you that you're still sticking with your 585 price point, five to seven percent appreciation and rates around five to five and a half at year end. So I'm going to go ahead and pull the stats on December 31st and then we'll decide who's the true winner here because we all still get to vote on November and see who's got the who's got who's the rightest the most. Um, <laughs> So that said, on to Anthony, because you know gentlemen first. Yes. Um, Anthony in January said the average sales price is going to be 586 Why so he decided to go 1000 more <laughs> than Joe. I do not know. Rates are going up to 4 and then back down again. Um, by March, rates stay level, then dropping again in the fourth quarter, which is an accurate statement because it did drop on Friday. We'll see if it continues to be as volatile as it is as it's been. Um, and then by May, I think, you know, all of us were like, eh, rates will probably go around five and a half. Um, by July, pricing will go up and rates will go up to seven, but not higher. No market crash. And then in September, our rates were 5.3 to 5.4 by end of year. But Anthony did not chime in on the price. All right, Tara, my darling, your turn. Um, Tara said in January, may see wait, may still see appreciation, but only five to 10% at most year over year. In March, she said, stay at 4%, see a slowdown in free-flowing cash. I'd say we can all agree that that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, May, I don't know. We got to figure out what you said in May because I think Ariel keeps watching <laughs> the show. We need to go back and listen yeah, to you, it. Yeah. I, I'll put you to task on I that. I feel like it's been pretty consistent that I suspected that we would see. Oh, oh, I'm not done with you yet. July, <laughs> rates will be at 6.5 before the end of the year. Yep. 5 to 10% for appreciation. In September, you said 6.5 rate is average and 5% appreciation by the end of the year. Yep. Rates will go up and then stabilize. Okay, and then my yep. <clears throat> educated guess was, ooh, I can hear a lot better now. 625 um, average sales hey, price. Hey, I am, don't you be laughing at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing with you. No, you're not. You're laughing at me. With you. So in January, I said the average sales price would be 590 and rates at 4% or just under it for year end because I was the most optimistic of the whole bunch, right? Yes. March, average sales price, 600. I'm still pretty optimistic because in March, our market was doing pretty darn good still. 600 by May. And actually, I was right on that because when I pulled up May's stats, I actually was right. Um, and so that's why come May, I was like, ooh, prices are going to keep climbing. Okay, I might have been wrong about that. Um, because I said the appreciation would probably put us at a price point at 625. And I said the same thing in July, but rates may go up now, but go down by the end of the year. 
And today, or September, I said same thing, 625, and I kind of stuck the same thing. Rates will drop during the election. Kind of wrong on that because they dropped right after the election. Um, well, like, no, maybe during because, you know, we are in Arizona and Carrie Lake's votes didn't finish being tabulated until a week yes, later. Yes, and I think that's inflation data. Right. Yes. And so I wanted to bring up this because at the end of the show, we're going to go in and we're going to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And that's why I came across that video this morning of me and you, Tara, from 12 years ago that we did. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, you guys, we're just like little so kids <laughs> um, on this video. It was good times, though. So the market cycle, I shot. This is one of my very first videos. I was actually doing podcasts before podcasts were a thing. I just mm-hmm. didn't even know it. And I did this video, and I got this slide from the Cromford Report even back in 2011, I think, when I shot this, or 2010. And what I thought was really interesting, and I could relate it to today, is in 2003, they call it the market cycle, and it's all about the emotions that go on during these markets. So in 2003, uh, Mike Orr said that we were full of optimism. 2004, we were full of enthusiasm. By 2005, we went to exhilaration. By 2006, we were in euphoria. But then unease started to kind of barrel around, and we were in denial in 2007. I'm kind of claiming denial for last March and May's predictions myself. <laughs> um, and then we get into pessimism and panic. And I feel like, you know, after reading that thread, there's some people who are in that panic phase right now, yeah, I right? Yeah, so, yeah. Capital la- capitulation? I don't even know what that is. Do you Capitulation. Know what that is? Capitulation. Thank yes. you, Joe. Can you please <laughs> Google that word for me? Meanwhile, we're into despair, um, skepticism, and then finally we reach relief and we come back to optimism again. And so my point in going through the, the market cycle on the emotions is I feel really strongly that we're kind of there again. Because, you know, to, my, to Anthony's point about the data, yeah. that girl that you were debating with last weekend on Facebook probably was just going with her emotions of what she's hearing and what she's feeling and what the people around her. And maybe what her experience was. Because, yeah. you know, I look at that <clears throat> chart and I bought a house in 2007. Yeah. You know, and so, and then also bought a house in 2011. And, yeah. you know, it, both of those uh, could have been great investments. They you know, could have been. Yeah. Well, looking back long, in hind- hindsight. Yeah. And how long you hold them. Absolutely. And, and so that's one thing I think that I want to, you know, emphasize with people is you really can't time the market because you don't know if you timed it right until three to four months afterwards. Right. Right. And so there's, I think everybody right now is kind of sitting on the fence, waiting to get the right advice, waiting, waiting for something to tell them it's good to buy. Yeah. And there are opportunities out there, and that's what we're going to talk about in today's show. Yeah, um, well, Becky. By the by, the time they by the time someone has told them that it, it's time to buy, it's too late. They're late. They're late. They're late. They missed it, and it's already happened. And, I and, feel like we're in a sweet spot right now, and I feel yeah. like buyers are ready to understand the numbers. They're ready to to hear kind of the facts. You went back to it, not the speculism, but why is this a good time to buy? And my goodness gracious, you know, we're seeing buyers get phenomenal deals. Well, and you shared one with me last night about how an agent partner of yours held out and they yeah. stole a house. And I, you know, that that's what I'm seeing. So this is, but I've been telling most of my clients, my, yeah. both my buyers and my sellers, I've been kind of going in the whole, are you a have to or are you a want to? Yes. Because my want to's are staying put sitting on the fence, watching from the sidelines, but my have-tos, my relocations, my divorces. Unfortunately, people are still passing and other kids are coming out of getting married and want to buy their first house. Like there are people that have to do business. And the Brady Bunch. I've got families that are getting married that have kids. They have to have more space. They have to have more space. So we have those. And then we also have our opportunists. Yes. 
And those are the people that are really following the market closely for both rates and deals yep. and are stealing some houses. And Agreed. so I do think that's going to continue to happen, which doesn't help our margin or our numbers because everyone every time a house gets stolen, it does bring down, you know, the average. Right. But I do think this is a little window, you guys. I don't think it's going to last. You know, if spring the rates come down, which we fully suspect they will. Right. I mean, yeah. we're not predicting yeah, two, we're not predicting necessarily 2023 right now. <laughs> we're just we're just trying to predict what's going to happen by the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, which is proving very hard to do. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, there's the half twos and they're opportunist, and there are fantastic deals out there. Definitely. Um, I want to share some stats, and then before. We go, Anthony, you know we're going to have to go look at your PowerPoint because you always send me a PowerPoint to review <laughs> with some fantastic stats. Let me go the other way here. And hopefully um, you guys can see this. So mortgage rates. This was from Tina Tambor's presentation last week. My lender friends yep. can certainly chime in on this and as well as Anthony because I know Anthony loves his charts. This talks about recessions. And every time we're in a recession, what happens to our rates? Rates come down. Right. They come down. Average of 1.8%. Yep. So this is kind of funny. Tara, you're going to poke fun at me and Joe because you've been telling me this since last week in preparation for our show. So um, I need Joe's face here for I. Please show me my friend Joe. Tara is just laughing. I'm afraid to see this. She's just laughing hard. She is laughing hard. So you know what Tara keeps – go ahead, Tara. You tell him what you've been saying I, to me. I said that for whatever reason, you and Rebecca always get these amazing one-day rallies <laughs> leading into these calls, and it gives this, you know, um, euphoria feeling to kind of offset the reality. And so um, I told her, I said, ride the wave. It's awesome. This actually really is wonderful news, but we're going to continue to see some volatility as we head into the end of the year. I, you know, so we'll why, talk about why that. why is she – because there was a little tigger on the screen. The yeah. tambour did her presentation last week so what happened at the end of last week you guys joe you talked i don't i'm tired of talking to tara right now so so you know i think we we got scheduled to do the show and like amazingly the rates got better i don't know what happened but maybe, maybe she's maybe we just dial straight into the, the fed but we postponed whatever it happened, a week and it definitely benefited you guys yes yeah and so what was funny we're, about we're almost there we're almost we're there. there we're almost there so what was funny about this i was laughing at the little tigger because that little yes. tigger is me and joe like woohoo yes. and then below she writes "Ooh, you almost had it you got to be quicker than that yes um, exactly and, and, and the hey, reason hey, rebecca I, can i just jump in real quick of on course the you can and, and just goes to joe you and tara and Rebecca, talk about you with opportunities and talk about what we talked about earlier. It, it's a shame because many people don't know, and Joe and Tyron, I know you guys been in the business, you know this one, that it's a shame because even when they were at 7%, a lot of people got scared because they just looked at that number. Right. They didn't know how many financial options there are out there to help people get in right well, now. There's all these and that's why it's downs. so important to talk to someone who knows what the heck they're doing right. because you have to make that phone call and ask yeah. questions. Well, in the last time that this happened, I think it's important to point out the contracts went up 25%. Yeah. So you've got these people who are sitting on the sideline and that's enough to get them moving. I had clients that went out and were just kind of window shopping and mm -hmm. went, holy crap, I want to take advantage of this. Well, so you blink and you might miss it. So right? that I think the point is, is if you're in the market or you're thinking about being in the market, you really need to be watching the numbers yes so you can know when you see a deal yes if you're not like they're pouncing ready to you know ready to get in there you aren't going to get those deals right yep. joe all right so that's right moving on this actually led me into perfectly this chart these two charts here yep so the one in blue 
basically this little dip that you guys see over here, that's COVID. And then what this blue is, is this blue is showing you how traditionally sellers are paying points to help buyers. Yep. We are back to a traditional market. So we are back to paying points. And this other chart, summary for November to date, week 45, it just goes to show you all the green is in the higher price points and more of the reds in the lower price points from 600 under. The reason being, and then do you see the, the last column, it shows median concessions based off of that. Yep. So our folks that are maybe more budget conscientious on a tighter budget, maybe tighter income are the ones that are struggling and need those concessions. Well, and the concessions <clears throat> are how we're overcoming the interest rates. That's perfectly why yeah. I led right into it <laughs> on purpose because yeah. part of time, uh, part of price prediction, and this is what Tina was talking about last week, was you have to keep in mind the concessions. Yeah. Because the net price is actually lower than what our sales prices are going to show because we're back to offering concessions, Correct. which we weren't doing during COVID and during that big run up on prices. So I just wanted to make sure that when people are looking at prices, that mm -hmm. they're also kind of coming to mind with the fact that sellers today are back to paying concessions, which is basically buying down interest rates, paying yep. for closing costs. What are the limitations that a seller can pay for a buyer? So it depends on the loan program. Um, FHA is really um, loose, and they'll let you have up to 6%. Same so, with VA, right? Uh, VA, you can do 4% and pay up to two discount points. And then conventional, it depends on the amount of money you're putting down. So anywhere between 3 and 6%. Okay. So that's our range. And um, back to, let me find Joe. Joe, there you are. I'm assuming you're seeing lots of um, seller concessions when deals are coming across your lap now too, right? We do. We we. We've been seeing them for a while. You're and and I'll pump you guys up. Your better agents know how to do this. So if you're dealing with an agent like Rebecca Rains, you will get seller concessions. Right. Right. But if your if your agent does not know what they're doing, you will lose out. You'll miss that opportunity because they don't know how to navigate that scenario. Okay. There's so many new agents who who haven't seen this style of market. And the, the seasoned professionals, the ones who do this every day, all day for years, they've seen this and they know how to take advantage of it. And that's why it turns into a great market for them. So concessions are out there if you go get them. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for the little plug there. I appreciate it. You know, my job story. is definitely a tough one. I'm not saying any of our jobs are easy, but the majority of agents who go through real estate school never renew their license. Yeah. And so to Joe's point, I think the statistic is that there's like 85% of agents out there have never actually had to sell a house. Right. That's scary. That is scary. And I'm like, woohoo, I finally get to sell a house again. You know, like, <laughs> let's clean it up. Let's remodel it. Let's update it. Let's make it pretty so it shines. Yeah. And I get top dollar for my clients. Um, so Anthony, my friend, I'm going to lead into your PowerPoint next, but I want to show the Cromford chart. I just want to take a quick break because all of you guys support my show and just quick commercials from all three of you. I'll be right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. I'm ready. We're back. Okay, guys. So Anthony, let's go over. I I think I'm going to switch things up. I was going to talk about what Cromford had to say and get into what Tara wanted to share. But first, let's go over to, oh, Anthony, I know you like this one. Um, Homeowner equity continues to grow. I know you've got charts about this, but I think on that last one, it showed uh, like $300,000 is the average equity most people are sitting on if they own a house today. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Hey, Anthony, you see this chart right now? Yeah. And and it's funny because we want a different angle because um, you're starting to see a lot more head. Like I saw a a post yesterday, foreclosures up 59%. How is that possible? So what what are people thinking? Yeah, that we're in problems, but up 59% from what, last month? As a percentage of what? As that's a the question. It's zero, 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 one. one and a half percent. <laughs> and, and what's the right, norm? I don't have my glasses that's on right now. You're part. closer to that number. What does that last one say, Tara? 0.69%. Okay, 0.69. I was being a smart yeah. ass, and I, and I was actually right there. So, yeah, you can go 59% if you're, like, in the negative numbers. That's pretty easy. <laughs> oh you throw in one foreclosure, and there you go. So, Anthony, let's hear from you, my friend. What are you, what are you seeing in the title world? I just, the reason I, I did these stats right here about the foreclosure, because you're hearing so much negativity, like you said in the beginning about the housing doom, the housing back, we're back to being crash. And the reason that happened was because the market, once again, you've heard us say before, it's completely different than the Great Depression, completely different than 2008. And this is part of the reason right here is this foreclosure. I am point blank going to say this, and I said it back in 2020, and I want a lot of steak 44 dinners off it. There is no foreclosure wave coming. Zero percent chance. And Rebecca, I know you like this word. Short sales aren't coming either because people have too much equity in their homes. Hey, so, I'm all about not ever doing another short sale in my life. Like <laughs> those those were painful. But, you know, our, and, our clients needed it, help. And if you look at that 0.69%, but I want you to go to the next quote. And Rebecca, I want you to read this. This 
if you don't like break this down in this quote, only this about 214,800 homeowners were facing possible foreclosure in the second quarter of 2022 or just four tenths of 1% of the 558.2 million outstanding mortgages in the U.S. Of those facing foreclosure, about 195,000 or 91% had at least some equity built up in their homes. So what that tells us is there's absolutely no reason why anybody should land in foreclosure. If you have any amount of equity, you should be able to sell that house. I know the market is a little tougher, though, today for some people to sell their homes. So when I go on a listing appointment, this is the only caveat I'm going to say, Anthony, is if I walk into someone's home and maybe they're in distress, maybe they're going through divorce, right. maybe they're sick and they're elderly and they just don't have the funds to fix up their home, mm-hmm. then you do come to see somebody like me who can help you solve that problem because you do need to fix up a home in today's market to sell it. Well, and I think this is a really important time to touch on this. Banks are so much more prepared to help families that are in financial distress than I think they were last time. And so when things like that happen- You mean PTSD? They, None uh, of us want to go back there again? <laughs> I just think people realize, oh, I can call my bank and they'll help me. Right. And I think in the past that people had avoided reaching Mm -hmm. out to their bank as a solution. And so I'm seeing forbearances and workout programs and modifications to help families through seasons where they are strapped for cash or there's been job loss. So I shared with all three of you guys um, from the National Real Estate Post that video this morning. I don't know if any of you guys had a chance to catch it, but I know you two see it, you and Joe, because you pull people's credit reports. The one thing it sounds like is happening a lot because of the compression on cost of pricing and, and you know gas and yeah. bacon for Joe. And, right. You know, everything's so much more expensive that everyone's... Um, Debts are rising. Their consumer credit card debt, yeah, is definitely going up. And people are looking for ways to tap into the equity of their home to help consolidate some of that and offer some relief. So that might be a way, like if somebody's maybe hurting, I don't know how easy it is to get a HELOC, a home equity line of credit these days. But if somebody's hurting, maybe they can consolidate their debt so they don't have to sell the house because... They have equity. Yeah. And equity gives you so many more options. So many more options. And I think this is a really good opportunity, Rebecca. They were, ooh, is our audio okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, Is there are mailers that are going out. I actually received one for a home equity line of credit that says no qualifying, no payment, no interest. Okay, like a reverse. That's kind of scary. Okay, I want you. This is really, really important. That one important. is kind of scary. We need to warn our consumers. We need to this. warn our homeowners. That's where, predata- that's where predatory lending comes yes, in. Yes, and there will always be people looking to take advantage of people that are struggling. And it's so, terrible. if you receive one of those mailers, please be sure to call somebody that you trust. Certainly, Rebecca is that person. And Joe, Tara, yes, Anthony, and, any of us, and we will give you sound advice on that because what that is is a shared equity. So you're essentially saying, "Yeah, I'm going to take." this money from you and not make payments. And in turn, I'm going to share my equity with you going forward. And that can be very costly and certainly is not appropriate for most people. Okay. Well, you guys have all been warned. All right, Anthony, I'm going on with your PowerPoint presentation here. Um, But that is kind of scary that that's happening out there. Okay, Anthony, next chart. Help me understand this one. I was looking at this and I was having a hard time. Okay, what this one is saying is the other reason that if you saw that lady when she was arguing with me, she was saying, are you crazy? You see how many listings are coming up on the market? And how many times have we said, when you're comparing the market, do not compare 2020, especially 2021. And yes, is inventory going up? Absolutely, inventory is going up. Thank God it is. But, But when you look at this chart, 
historically over the whole country. If you go back to 2019, okay. which is a normal market, we're down 37.2% percent from where we were. in 2019. And that's so across the seeing- whole country. Now, all your stats are nationwide, right? Yep. We're not talking hyper Phoenix. I'm going to I'll share the Phoenix um, stats here momentarily. But now that makes sense. So when you're comparing the uh, opportunities, the listing count, we still are way less than we were pre COVID. Right. That's to your point. Right, Anthony. And that's across yes, the country. I'm not sure if that's the case here in Arizona, but we'll get there here momentarily. Yeah, but Rebecca, I guarantee look at Arizona. It, it is really close to that. I, and it's just and, and then the other stat I like to throw on that one is nationwide. On a typical average, you know, home sales are only down 1%. Oh, no, I mean, that's my point is there's opportunity out there for those people that can qualify and are in good shape. So the question here is, should I buy a home right now? And uh, you follow up with this chart that says this. What does that say? Rentals been going up crazy. Now they leveled off a little bit right now, but here's getting back to you have options out there. What is your other option if you don't buy? You're renting. And if you're if you're in a position and you can buy a house, now I'm not saying do it and put yourself under, but if you talk to the right people and you can do it, I'd rather build that equity like we said 300,000 than sitting there paying someone 3500 a month or 3 grand a month to rent a house or paying somebody else's mortgage and you reap no tax benefits right. whatsoever. So there's a ton of reasons why you don't want to rent. Now rentals are getting a little bit softer. I have a chart to prove that. They have yep. gone up extremely just like the cost of housing has. Um I have this chart that I think kind of goes with the whole date date the rate and, and marry the house. Yes. Um Anthony, do you mind reading this one for us? I can't read it oh, on If you can statement. find a house that meets your financial expectations for a monthly payment and it is a good time for you to buy, then do it. And if you wait for prices to fall, but they never do, you may discover the hard way that the house that you found a year ago that you really loved, that you could afford, but you passed up on, is just more expensive next year. And that's from that, that, from one, that quote was from Odetta, who is a rock star. And that's why I threw that one in there, because I knew you guys were jump aboard and go into a little more detail on that one about if you can do it, do it. Right, well, date the rate, marry the house. Exactly. Let's take advantage of those opportunities that are happening out there, so. Now, this gets into home price forecasts. There's one thing I wanna point out about this one is you see people on the far right saying it's gonna go down and you see some on the right saying it's gonna go up. But the consensus is, and remember I said nationwide in Arizona is always usually higher. They're looking at maybe one, 2% when you look at the average of appreciation and it was interesting we did a Crawford call last week and i actually texted someone at the end saying oh my gosh we are in a disaster right now housing's going to crash people's home prices only went up 5.9 percent compared to last month okay smarty pants and i'm going to show the chart that substantiates that because i actually have tina's powerpoint from that call last week you saw my sarcasm in that one no i I heard your sarcasm i don't know if i saw it but i heard it (laughs) Hey, Anthony. And, and, and guess and guess what goes along with that chart? And I didn't put it in there when I was listening, when I was on this webinar with um, the guy talking about this. And even large June saying this, okay, just say it's a little bit rough next year, but it only goes up one, two to 5% like that one. 
everyone's seen a bounce back in 2023 and 2024. But Anthony, 5% is what has traditionally been a great investment. Well, like all forecasts that lenders run traditionally yeah, to show to homeowners the value of homeownership is 3 to 5%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. so 5%, we're, and, we're and, the and, money. That's good. And did, did you know nationwide, Arizona is number one, three it's number three state most equity-rich homeowners at 63.4%. Well, and here's your chart right here, Anthony. I, oh. I knew I'd seen it somewhere else, the 300,000. So that other article talked about the same 300,000 that this chart's reflecting. That's the average. So with equity, again, there's options for people if they want to stay in their home or maybe keep it as a rental and move on to something else. I mean, right. there's all kinds of strategies. Last and the reason we talk about this, Rebecca, and all of us is all these people are worried right now, and it gets back to the data, and what are they hearing right now? If you buy now, you're going to lose money on that home. Well, everybody's worried about the prices falling, right? They, so nobody, I'm going to jump in and, and share with you guys. Like, we're talking about buying a house and all that kind of great stuff. Yeah. Let me find you, Joe. There you are. I oh. closed I closed on a house yesterday. Congratulations. So I just, did too. Yay. Thank well, thank you. We, we bought a house yesterday uh, in Chicago using Berkshire Hathaway, by the way, Jim Streff. So if you need something in Chicago area... I got Here's a guy, man. but the, the, the reality is I was able to find the property that I was looking for after about over a year of looking and I found it and I'm not worried about getting hurt in the housing because I'm going to keep it for a while. So, so the property, it, it almost doesn't matter what happens to it because it's a long-term thing for us. And I found the place that we wanted. So we're good to go. So not only do we talk about it, but I, we actually just closed on one. And Becky, did you say that you closed on I, one too? Yeah, James and I closed on a house just yesterday. So you and yeah. I are seeing the opportunities and we're grabbing them because we watch yes. the market that close and we know a good thing when we see it. I so think, we're not just we're not just talking shit. We're actually doing it. Well, yeah. and there are we're not families just talking shit. who have wanted to buy this year that there just was no inventory, right? Well, and now so they now options. they're finally seeing things come to market that would meet what they're looking for. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So Anthony, there was only one chart left on your presentation, and I know we're out of time. I'm I'm going to try to run through mine really fast if I can get the screen to work right, because you know for I go right go right ahead because that that last chart you had was just a quote, basically talking about. How, how people oh. are just making their decisions driven by fear and uncertainty. Okay. And that gets into people who don't know what they're talking about. Okay. So that's, that, that's what that quote was about. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mr. Penna. Um, then I rolled into what Cromford surmised, and I think I'm just going to save this on the show outtakes. So if you guys want to actually read this, we'll have them on our website on the show outtakes. I you know, would be amiss if I didn't share this because Tara wanted me to talk about this. Do you see what's on the screen right now, my friend? Yeah, so this is certainly not doom and gloom, but I think it's something that we need to pay close attention to. And we are seeing tech layoffs. They've talked about it kind of across the board that <clears throat> Facebook, Twitter, uh, Salesforce, Amazon um, are consolidating, right? And and that the tech, they had this huge expansion because of COVID, much like the mortgage industry. So yeah. when the industry itself grows because of something circumstantial, and certainly COVID took everything and took, put it online, right. right? And in order to support that, those industries really grew. And so I think that we're seeing both in the mortgage industries, and we're certainly going to continue to see that on the tech side, 
things kind of go back to a normalized market as people resume normal activities. And you did bring that up last night when we talked that, you know, the mortgage world is also suffering because of of layoffs and things of that matter, because you guys aren't near as busy as you were. I'm not saying you in particular. No, but but we bloated, you know, the demand for mortgages, you know, increased overnight when interest rates went to historical lows. And we had to grow our operations teams in order to support that. Now, one thing I will say about Arizona, because I'm a huge Arizona fan, as we all are, is one thing that Tina talked about last week, and I even heard that with our um, former governor, I went to one of his fireside chats, the downturn that we experienced, the real one, you know, from like 10, 15 years ago, uh, we were really on tourism. Like a lot of our jobs were tourism based. Yeah. And now we're much more diversified in Arizona. So even though there's a lot of tech companies coming here, yeah. meanwhile, we're seeing in the news other companies, yeah, maybe it's something to watch, but I don't think it's anything to fear right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then this was the summary from last week. And I just want to share this because the good news is, is we're not done growing. And seasonally, this is the best time to be a buyer. Fewer competitors, more choice. 65% of active listings were purchased more than two years ago. So that means we have homeowners with a lot of profits. Um, the bad news, Fed funds raised the hike, uh, Fed funds rate, rate hike again. I, I don't even like saying it. <laughs> the Fed's it. raised the Fed funds rate. Thank you. Yes. Tough for sellers. Rental supply in MLS is rising, which means a little bit lower lease rates. Rising unemployment rate in Arizona. Concessions um, are definitely back to being a normal market with the average amount being $9,000 that a seller is giving a buyer to pay for, to bring down their interest rate. And what's reasonable to expect this month? More days on market. More seller paid concessions. Builders and iBuyers especially are giving away some great deals. Yeah, they are. And more lowball offers with lower rents. But, you know, again, it's seasonal. Well, the good news, go back to that, because we'd be it crazy right to there. skip it. So on the good news, inflation's coming down. Oh, I heard that this yeah. morning. Yes. And the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index, is really supporting that. I keep going to Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, we, ha- that I mean, Barry Habib, who's a prognosticator and certainly does a wonderful job, has been saying all year, he thinks we're going to hit peak inflation. And by November, we'll start to see some relief. And the relief that we saw last week, you guys... It's one of the biggest days in the bond market maybe ever. Now, is that because interest or the inflation instead of 8% went down to 6? Because we finally saw inflation come down down and move in the right direction. And I think we're going to continue to see that. There was an article today where Walmart actually said, we're not paying your higher prices, Good. you know, and because the demand has slowed and things have eased, uh, things are being price cuts and et cetera. So I really That's think we're going to see inflation start to improve. Well, and it did. So that was all the reports we've seen. Yes. I, I even sh- on that video I shared with you guys this morning. So that's good stuff. So to wrap up our show, I keep going back to Game of Thrones. I just think that's just so fun. Um, <laughs> and I did actually have the chart. I don't know what I did to it this morning. I lost it in all of this. So we're just going to go back to our predictions because I was actually, it's kind of cheating probably if I share that um, report prior to us giving our our predictions. (laughs) But I will say my office was super busy yesterday. I know you said you were busy. I feel it. We saw an uptick. And so we felt that uptick because inflation, I think, backed down a little bit. Rates improved a little bit. It's the signs people wanted. They wanted yeah. to see that there was light, you know, and, and, and I tunnel. think that's what that was. Yeah. They're okay. throwing a toe back in the water is, is kind of what it looks like. They're just they're just kind of checking it out now. And if they get a little bit more, if it gets a little bit better, then they'll, they'll in. rush in. And once I think it's going to be a wave. It's like a penguin. Once one pops in, they all just start falling. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Their friend is going to tell them about the deal. And then they're going to, and then they're going to, and then they're going to, and then before you know it, 
Here we go again. Well, it's pent up buyer demand. And, and the moment that that releases and the, the you know confidence is back in the market, we'll eat through that inventory in no time at all. And there isn't that much, you guys. Four months. That's four what months. I pulled up. That's what we want. And like an, a balanced market is a four-month inventory. We are actually where we want to be. The Cromford's a little under 100. The outlying areas, definitely buyer's markets. Yeah. The higher price points are still actually a seller's market. PV and Scottsdale, you know, their price points aren't hurt near as bad as the outlying like Buckeye and Avondale. Right. Um, so I just think, you know, depending on your situation, you talk to one of us and we'll take good care of you. Yeah. I, I think that's simple to be said. So I'll go first. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna she, go, I'm gonna go first. Done this her is my research. this is my show. So I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna pull the stats and make sure that I. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually have been probably more optimistic than I should have been, and maybe it was because I was in denial, because I was trying to sell my house in the middle of what seemed like everything was kind of coming down and gloom and doom. And I'm trying to be little Miss Sunshine. Yes, and it worked for you. It did work for me. I did get my household for top dollar, yes. but I almost missed this that. close hindsight. You know, and you know, trying to timing. It's it's near to impossible time. So all of that said, I'm going to predict that I'm going back down for the average price point under 600. I actually do think we're going to probably see at the end of the year 575, but I don't think that's going to stay there long. So Tara, stop smiling so big. No, 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 no. And then as far as interest rates go, because we all have to say about both, um, I, I am I am going to go with, I think by the end, December 31st, I think we're going to be at six and a half percent. Okay, I like it. Uh, I like where your head's at. That's where I, that and the ladies first. Terry, you're next. Okay, so are you cheating right now? Oh no, no, no! I just I want to be very clear about where the market <laughs> she's is. She's got, she's got Barry so, and Beeb on the phone. Uh, yeah, right Barry and I we've been chatting He's it up all morning. <laughs> So I just, I, I think it's important to have a baseline for where we're at right now. So these are numbers from the Cromford Report, and it's the market summary as of November 3rd. And the, it's already out of date. Don't the even monthly go with average sales price per square foot was 276 up 5.6% year over year. Yeah. Monthly medium sales price, we're not talking medium. We're talking averages because we've been using the average. Stay with me. Get to the average versus four fifteen up five point one percent. So I'm going to stick to my five percent year over year appreciation. Okay, I so think but that's give me a price. I, I don't want a percentage. I want a price on the. What do you think? Average, average not your median that you're cheating with right oh, no, now. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to stick with where I was. So, oh my gosh. Uh, no, 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 stay Get with me. Out. I'm going to go 560. 560. Okay. 560. With what for your interest rate? And the 5% appreciation year over year. And I'm going to stick. <laughs> I think we're going to have some volatility in rates. I think we're going to stay around six to six and a half until next year, which will drop down in the fives. Okay. First quarter. First quarter. All right. Anthony, you're going first, I'm, my I'm friend. Go, I'm going 571. 571 is the average price. 571 huh? and rates. Yeah, 571. And, and we're, with, we're, the, with, with, with the interest rates, um, you know, I, I I know we're predicting towards the end of the year, but I always like to look forward into next year and December 31st, uh, my friend. That's the chart I'm pulling. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. It's gonna go in the um the the low sixes. I'll go 6.25, but I am definitely telling you it's gonna go in the fives in the first quarter of next year. Agreed. Maybe even high high fours. So. Okay, and what about price? Average price point? You said five seventy one. You're sticking with it. I'll go five seventy five. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe, you're up, dude. I need price I, point. I am. I am forever bullish, and I will say that we are we are going to get 
easily to six and a quarter because we're already at six and a half today. So oh, interest rate? We're going to go to. So you're you're, you're uh, chiming in with Anthony six and a quarter. I said six and a half. Easily. Tara Tara gave six us a range. A I don't think we can count a range. But well, I said six to six and a half, so I feel comfortable landing so, on six and a quarter. But we need oh, to. Oh no, she's no 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 no. Stay with me because this is really important. Because Joe and I now see the same rate sheet, which is really helpful. So <laughs> we need to decide what is the mark that we're using. Uh, the Fannie Mae thirty year fixed, which I think makes well, yeah, the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. Freddie Mac, whatever uh, it is. I don't know. I, I, I'm giving what I can give you today. Okay. We are going to use the average, obviously, on the date at okay. the end of the year. I think it's important to quantify that. Okay. So, Joe, <laughs> give me a price point that you think the average price is going to be on December 31st. I think we're going to see a, a, a little pop. I'm going to go five, 576, Penna. Come on. A little more optimistic than you, just saying. Just a little. So we have 571, 575, 576. 560. 560. 565% appreciation year over year. And I was the highest on everything, rate and price. So we'll see on December 31st who's paying for that steak dinner between the four of us. That's why you're paying for my tomahawk. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Pork chop. Now, I do. do, Now, let's, let's be legit. If we were talking 2023... I feel the momentum How already. How is it not like the most accurate projections throughout the year? Well, no, I I'm going like to take that chart. Movement I'm going to take that. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do on that chart is I'm going to give us each points, and whoever that is makes sense. more right more often is who doesn't have to pay for the state. Okay, I like it. I like it. And whoever's ever more wrong more often will be picking (laughs) up the tab, which might be me. Um, Because I'm honey sunshine. Yeah, I know, Joe. You're happy there in the background. So, Rebecca, I'm just curious. At the end of the year, when this is all tabulated, because we are in Arizona... Are you going to have the final numbers by what February first of twenty twenty three? Is it going to take um, that on the count? Or? Uh, okay, so I won't make this. I won't make this political. I was. I was thinking something kind of like rude to say, and I don't want to piss off half the audience. <laughs> let's not do that. So let's not do that. Not I'm not going to do that, Anthony. But what I will say is, I will be posting them on December thirty first. That I can assure you, and I'll share them with all okay. four of you because you know we have to say Happy New Year's to each other. Oh, I love um, it. Right, yes. right. And, we'll, and then we'll we'll plan our dinner. And I know I offered up two hundred fifty dollar gift card to Bourbon and Bones to whoever's been following all of this and chimes yeah. in, and I'll just do a drawing when we're at dinner. That would be kind of fun to see who gets um, the steak dinner. I think that would be a lot of fun. So there you go, guys. Stay tuned, and uh, our next show. Let me think. We're November, so we will be the next show. We'll be in January, and we'll pick up there, and we'll start with 2023 predictions for you guys. Stay tuned. It'll be fun. Let's go. Woo-woo. Wow. What a show was that? You know, we had so much fun and totally ran over our allotted time because we genuinely like each other, and we'd love to debate. But I think we're all on the same page that there's great opportunity in today's marketplace right now if you are in a position right now to take advantage. And if you're not, well, maybe just wait a few months and things will definitely improve. If you guys need any help with anything, please reach out to us. We'll make sure to get you in contact with one of our preferred lenders or me if you need help buying real estate. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember, 
that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.